All right, I just got to make sure all the buttons are pushed. Got enough issues today as it is. Good morning. To all that are within the umbrella of my combat radio signal, I bid you good good morning. Good morning. I hope everything is going well for you today. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, let's not say it too fast, is 71307. That's the way to get in touch with me today. Uh, and we're just going to go with that. Uh, those of you in this area, you know that it has been summertime and it's been hot because typically it's hot here and it may be a little hotter than usual. Sometimes I, this, I, I don't consider this to be overly hot this year to you, but there's been some opportunism here out there for all of these, uh, climate change, uh, cult people. Because they say we're in the middle of a heat wave, which in some locations has persisted for an extended period of time. And the heat waves are real. Because it's not a single global heat wave, but a series of regional ones. Because in California, it's been cooler than usual. In Las Vegas, it's been cooler than usual. Now, for the progressive bloviating politician and the alarmed reporters in mainstream media, the cause of the present hot weather is simple climate change. H.L. Mencken once said, for every complex problem, there's an answer that is clear, simple, and wrong. Climate change is real, but it is a long-term phenomenon, and it's driven by a very complex combination of numerous factors at different locations during different times. And a single-year spike in heat waves is not evidence of long-term climate change. Now, if it's a trend, which we would have to track that for years, uh, then it might be, but that's not what the evidence shows. Instead, data shows that the warming of the past 150 to 170 years has not produced a trend of increasing heat waves. As a result, the recent rise in global temperature is a backdrop or a baseline for the recent heat wave, but it is not the cause. Now, one event contributing to a global rise in temperatures this year is the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcanic eruption. And uh, everybody uh, <laughs> everybody out there right now needs to uh, say that four times really fast. Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai. Hapai. That's not Hapai. Hapai. Water vapor makes up more than 98% of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, and the subsea Hunga Tonga Hunga Ha'apai eruption added an additional 10 to 13% to atmospheric water vapor. And all the scientists from NASA and the European Space Agency agree that this has been a huge addition to the dominant atmospheric greenhouse gas, and it has contributed significantly to this year's temperatures. El Nino is back. El Nino is Spanish for the Nino, and it's a strong one. Before the summer heat waves struck us, and the mainstream media focused on climate change as the reason behind it, and excluding every other factor, the media was warning that with the shift from La Nina to El Nino, which both mean the Nina or the Nino, which I wonder, should, those, should there be something like some, something else, another, a third or fourth or fifth, 
because those are just two sexes. La Nina, El Nino. Anyway. Coming from the conversation, which is some publication, essentially the atmosphere borrows heat out of the Pacific and global temperatures increase slightly. This happened in 2016, the time of the last strong El Nino. The Heartland Institute and other groups held a press briefing in early July when the El Nino was officially declared, warning that as the summer heated up, the mainstream media would largely begin to ignore El Nino's role in present temperature, focusing instead on climate change. And that concerned proved to be true. As the heat waves began setting local records, El Nino dis just disappeared from the, from the discussion. Then is, there is the sun, which, did you see those pictures of the sun the other day? Those really detailed pictures of the sun? Were they something or what? Well, after a period of relative quiet with very little solar activity the sun is active again an active sun has a direct modest but direct effect on the earth's temperatures and then there's the the regional natural weather patterns that have contributed to warming as well across parts of the western and southeastern United States and in southern and central Europe, heat domes or blocking patterns formed and persisted. The blocking patterns in Europe trapped a heat dome there as it did in the western United States. And in addition, in early July, the jet stream shifted. And this combined to deliver colder than average, even fall-like temperatures in northern Europe and across the United Kingdom in July and into August while locking in for an extended period of time, extreme summer temperatures in a large swath of southern European nations near the Mediterranean Sea. Fossil fuel use does not cause volcanic eruptions. Fossil fuel use does not cause oceanic and wind current shifts. It doesn't change or cause a change in solar activity. If you have cows, if you eat meat, you have a gas stove. All these things they blame. Turns out none of those things actually have anything to do with it. And uh, now that, you, you know, if I was Paul Harvey, I'd go, now you know the rest of the story. This is just the world operating the way it does. This is the earth. Which, by the way, did you know that nobody knows who named the earth the earth? We don't know who named it. And if we don't know who named it, how on earth, <laughs> how do we know how it operates? We don't know how it operates. Well, we know how it operates because I just told you how it operates. The earth is unpredictable. Gaia is unpredictable. We've seen a resulting increase in Atlantic Ocean temperatures that's been hyped in the media. But... This is a natural weather anomaly. Weather is a, it's not a living thing, but it is definitely a thing that is in flex all the time. Every day it's in flex. Every day. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, every day I sit here, I'm right off of 14. They dug my backyard out of the hill to make it a level yard off of 14. So it creates this wind vortex. You can't imagine 
what a wind vortex will do to bonsai trees. And since I have bonsai trees, plural, then that means I'm chasing trees all over the yard all day long. In addition to trying to keep them watered. In addition to trying to keep them healthy. This takes a lot of attention. But it has nothing to do with global climate change. This has everything to do with, in my case, it has everything to do with the contours of the earth and the way they shape this area. Because 14 is sort of a straight corridor for quite a long ways with a lot of trees missing and winds coming. Guess what? It, it's just It's just concentrated in this little tunnel caused by the natural natural attributes of the ground. And I don't sit there and shake my fist at the sky and, and, and say, this is because of global climate change. No, this is just the luck of the draw. Because this is this is Earth. And, and you know, this is the excitement of living. And I don't look at this as a means to seize power either, which is, this, that's what it's all about. It's about power and money and all these other things. It has nothing to do with saving the earth. And I, I mean, once again, um, one thing they never talk about is how many people die due to cold versus dying due to heat. You can definitely die due to heat. But it's, you know, you can find shade, you can get hydrated, that'll save you. In the cold, when you're, when you're dying due to hypothermia, you're in an emergency. You're in an emergency situation, and I mean, with a heat, with a heat stroke or something, that also uh, can can. That's an emergency situation, but it seems like it's easier to deal with to me. We have a justice system that has fallen apart, and if if our justice system completely falls apart, guess what happens on the streets of the United States? This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. All of this, uh, all of this exercise on the Democrats' part to weaponize the criminal justice system, is a control mechanism that we can't allow to persist. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is seven one three zero seven. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, and the podcast is available at the on the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app, I might say. Right now in Georgia. He has basically been indicted for questioning the election. Which, listen, say what you want to say about it. He was calling for an audit. He was calling for an audit. You can sit there, oh, he tried to undermine it, he tried to overcome it. No, he's calling for an audit. Which, isn't that what happened in 2000 with Al Gore and George Bush? Didn't we sit there and try to uh, discern the intent of the hanging chads in 2000? Didn't we very patiently let that happen? Right now, the Department of Justice is tripping over itself to try to insulate Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a criminal, which by getting out there and trying to insulate them, that makes them complicit. So that makes them also criminal. They also indicted Trump coming out of the DOJ over classified documents. 
even though Joe Biden, right next to his prized Corvette, had classified documents. Hillary Clinton had a classified document scandal. She used bleach bit and hammers, but she enjoyed the protection of the FBI. And many Democrats, Hillary Clinton one of them, they all screeched for Donald Trump's entire presidency that the 2016 election was stolen and Trump's win was illegitimate. And this Trump's not the only example of this double standard. Remember that uh, pro-life pastor who had a SWAT team come in there to arrest him in front of his kids with guns up? Remember how they're charging a man with homicide for defending subway riders from a threatening vagrant while they do nothing to stop criminals who terrorize a law-abiding citizen? Or January 6th, for that matter. Despite the peaceful riots that in the backdrop while CNN is saying, well, everything seems sort of peaceful, if not sort of warm behind me, while everything's up in flames. So the here, I, message received, Democrats, I get it. I understand. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. As more and more Americans begin to, and four in five Americans know that there's a two-tiered justice system. As soon, you know, there's a reason that four of the first 10 of the you know, Bill of Rights has to do with the legal system. This, a functioning legal system, is our best peaceful defense of liberty for any citizen, of his liberty, assuring that citizen that his lawful exercise of freedoms will be protected. This justice system has squandered and forfeited the trust of America. Trust in the integrity of the republic itself goes with it when that happens. If there's a chance that an emerging, uh, you know, one of the reasons that they're so after Trump is because they feel threatened by him, by what he would do in office again, which, you know, that's one of the reasons I sort of hope he gets elected again. That's one of the reasons I sort of hope he gets elected again. Just cause, so he'll go in there and just wade right through them and tear them apart, tear them asunder, rip them many new orifices. When you don't have legal recourse, well, then things are going to begin to change. You can't have a real election if they're going to jail your candidate. Or be threatened by the threat, of, you know, threat of jail, to keep them from running. And for you Democrats that are out there pontificating about the rule of law, you're misapplying it to half the country. So, in my viewpoint, it doesn't exist. If you no no longer will allow me equal justice under the law, I still reside in the country, just not the country I thought I resided in. Joy Pullman wrote a year ago, a country that harshly prosecutes people or lets them off scot-free based on their political affiliation is a banana republic. A two-tiered justice system is not a justice system. Its purpose is not justice, but population control. And I will not be abiding that. I will not be controlled by some of these little tin pot dictators that think that they can threaten their way 
into compliance. What are we supposed to do when the law and its enforcers are doling out the abuse? What are we supposed to do? What do we have left in that moment? Now, don't get me wrong. Of all things that I have, I, I have never wanted to see. I didn't serve in the military for this for these United States to go into a civil war. I did not. I didn't serve in the military to be against any Americans. But the problem is there's some Americans that are against me. And I can either just sit there and be blind to it, or I can actually recognize it for what it is and then take proper steps. This is the moment where if you were listening to me earlier today, I was talking about AI becoming conscious of its surroundings. This is where we, as Americans, have to become conscious of what's going on around us. What they're doing to Trump, and I've said this many times, Trump is the avatar of us. And what, they want, what they're doing to him, if they can succeed in doing it to him, guess who they're going to do it to next? And then we're going to be forced to make a choice, aren't we? Forced to make a choice. Some of us will make a choice, and uh, it will be kinetic. In which case, that will be shocking for the left, what's going to happen when that happens. I hesitate to get into detail about that. Because the way to win ah, this kind of a fight would be to psychologically take the will to fight from them. And the way to do that is very easy to do. But it would be uh, it would be shocking to America's psyche. Now for people that have trained to do it for people that have done it. I mean, we got a lot of people in the United States that have already done it. You know, I served, I was a cold warrior. I was, tra I was trained to do it, just never got to do it. But that doesn't change anything because I have the same mindset that I had then. So this is something that they think they want. They think they want, you know, with January 6th, they looked at that and that was something they could control because nothing happened. That wasn't, that wasn't an insurrection. That was barely a riot. There were no cops killed there. The only person killed was Ashley Babbitt by a cop who got promoted for killing an unarmed protester. Okay? I hear you. I hear all of you guys. That's fine. But they just got to understand one thing. This is the this is the biggest biggest thing I don't think they understand. What they're asking for will not be something they can control when it starts. <clears throat> the left does not control Antifa. The left does not control BLM. BLM are Marxists. They're not they're not Democrats. They're Marxists. Of course, most Democrats are Marxists now. But Antifa is not really interested in being part of the Democratic Party. They're just seized on by the Democratic Party because they do the same thing that they'd like to do to us, and they're going to sit back and enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the view. How do you think the Democrats look at you? You want to know? I'm going to tell you how they look at you. 
This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I don't know. I sort of like that riff. Do you guys like that riff that plays right there? I didn't pick that. I did not pick that out. I sort of like that, though. Do you know what a chumbalone is? According to the Urban Dictionary, a chumbalone is described as people who can be easily tricked or manipulated. This is something apparently the uh, Italiano gangs use, you know, the, the, the mafia types, the, the soprano types. I think this is how the Democrats see us, the media see us. Because they keep flogging this narrative that Joe, Joe and Hunter Biden never did nothing. If you go back to a federal trial of a Chicago outfit boss in 2007, there was a corrupt cop, Anthony Doyle. He was a sleeper agent for the outfit. And he used to go to a Michigan prison and visit hitman Frank Calabrese. And he would listen to him rant on about torturing witnesses as he and, and nod about it, you know. So what would he do? He said, he said, I didn't know what he was talking about. I don't want to look like a chum alone, an idiot, stupid. And that that word just stuck from that point on and where he got it. Who knows? The Democrat Party and their media lapdogs think that you and I are chum alones. Got a bunch of fast talkers who will insist that Hunter Biden never peddled the influence of his father. And they also insist that Joe Biden never profited from those exchanges. Climate change is a real thing. Women can be boys. Boys can be girls. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren was actually a Native American. But we have the bank records. We're not the chumbalones. The chumbalones are the ones that keep on pushing the narrative. And, you know, the sources of the funds were from Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Romania, China. They were in on this as well. They gained $20 million simply by selling the Biden name. And I, I didn't even know it was worth anything. Former federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy has outlined the grift. In February 2014, Russian oligarch Yelena Baderina transfers $3.5 billion. Then, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer are on the board of Burisma. And they get a cool $1 million per year each for being there. Then, somebody wires Hunter Biden $143,300 for a sports car. Where's the indictments on this? And forget about the, this eye-popping bunch of money. It's all about the dates and the statute of limitations. So the federal statute of limitations for relevant tax crimes is six years. The federal statute of limitations for other relevant crimes is five years. And what stops the statute of limitations from continuing to run until potential criminal charges lapse? The filing of an indictment. So charges based on suspected criminal conduct prior to 2016 are already time-barred, maybe even 2017 and 2018. And that's because the Biden Justice Department refuses to indict. They are taking no action strategically.
And it was the Biden uh, Justice Department that chose to allow the charges involving perhaps most serious corruption evidence, which was Burisma 2014-2015, to become time barred. So there will be no indictments on this. They have done it. They have gotten away based on law. The most egregious corruption because the statute of limitations has expired. So there's nothing to see here, Chumbalones. Now, the fact of the matter is, though, <laughs> here's the thing about this. Um, we know that happened. So this is why the narrative continues. This is why they continue to harp. This is why they try to say this is an illusion. And now that Twitter is X, are we Xing now or tweeting? Anyway, somebody Xed the other day. Uh, Jonathan Turley, he, he asked, the media and political establishment is now attempting to dismiss $20 million in payments to the Biden family members as the mere illusion of influence. And at the heart of this scandal is the BFF, the Biden Family Fund. The greatest illusion is the claim Joe Biden would only be motivated by a direct payment to one of his accounts. Biden clearly benefited from millions going to the Biden Family Fund. Joe Biden is 80 years old. Despite holding only government jobs in his career, he's worth an estimated $8 million. For most wealthy people in their final years, the challenge is not raising more money, but getting that money to your children without heavy taxes or delays. So you got that, you chumbalones? It's just an illusion of corruption. Washington Post writer Philip Bump. Wouldn't you change your name if your last name is Bump? I would change my last name if it was Bump. He asked, where's the bribe in reference to that sweet sports car Hunter received as a gift? So in other words, as, lo as long as Hunter got the luxury car, Joe Biden did not benefit or receive a bribe. Peter Ducey asked Joe Biden face-to-face -face about those speakerphone calls that came up. And he said, your son's former business associates claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Biden said, I've never talked business with anybody. I knew you'd have a lousy question. Why is that a lousy question? Biden, because it's not true. Well, he just thought, he just thinks Ducey and you are chumbalones. That's what it boils down to. We're all chumbalones. Once again, Jonathan Turley, he got out there and X'd or tweeted or whatever it's called. He said, Ducey said that the White House called him as soon as he made it to his car to refute the specifics of the allegations on discussing business. The use of White House staff to repeat these positions could magnify the problems for Biden. But that's not going to go anywhere either. White House staff trying to influence or even threaten a reporter who asked the wrong questions? Well, if you think that's a threat, that's just you're just a chumbalone. Because Biden and company, they never did nothing wrong. And you don't know what you're talking about because you're a chumbalone. That's always a fallback position. We're just chumbalones. <laughs> uh, you just don't need to believe your lying eyes, I guess. I don't know. Being asked on the text line, do you think maybe these payments were given because a plan was already in place to get rid of Donald Trump as president and they already knew that they had a plan to get Biden in? Uh, most of these payments were probably made when Biden was vice president, and then the, it might have began to start up again when he became president until it came to light. 
But I don't know. I haven't looked into it hard enough. But we're just chumbalones. I mean, I you know that's what it all boils down to. I you know we're just a bunch of chumbalones. You know what? As I leave, as as we exit the door today, I, I'm going to go assault the people that are assaulting Snow White. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. See, I get it. I know that I know that my generation is not cool anymore. I know my generation is no longer uh, pertinent to everything. But I'm looking at what they're trying to do. And, you know, like with Snow White, they've taken a story and they've decided to reshape it to fit what they want the world to be. Um, I myself... If I were in charge of something like that, I would probably say, let's do our own story. Sci-fi writer Robert Heinlein came out with the phrase, the crazy years. He created a future history timeline and, you know, there was rapid technological advance coupled with a complete shift in our economic and morals. And today, crazy years seems tame to what's really happening in the world today. So, coming from Salon, we read this. Since at least the 1960s, the American right has worked to create a parallel set of civil society institutions, think tanks, interest groups, foundations, educational institutions, many forms of media, churches, and religious communities, and many more. Their ultimate goal all along has been to transform American society to fit their vision. Liberals, progressives, and others who believe in genuine democracy and humane society have no comparable network of institutions. Well, okay, so there's enough natural gas there to heat Juneau, Alaska. It was the 1960s in which the left took up where Woodrow Wilson and FDR stopped and started their neo-Marxist march through the American institutions. Hollywood, big tech, academia, teachers' unions, federal civil service, intelligence communities, corporate news media, World Economic Forum, United Nations, Brussels, Canada. So compare post-1960s American culture with even just the 1940s and try again to say it's evil American conservative who's trying to fundamentally transform America. And Obama's no right winger. He was the only one that wanted to do that. Today's popular culture isn't just left-wing. They're driving a subset of anti-Western wokeness. And they, they, no matter what they see, they see something that has to be destroyed, like women. And on, uh, on Twitter from End Wokeness, Disney picked a Latina woman who hates Snow White to play Snow White. Yeah. The new Snow White says that the prince was a creepy stalker and suggested all scenes of the prince be cut. And I've watched this young lady, Miss Maria Susanna. And uh, nowadays, these kind of films are something that where they're trying to apologize or agonize over the story. And it ain't the right telling women that marriage is drudgery, that wanting love is just so 1937, that women are non-men and males can change into females by mere declaration. And if any woman or girl is disturbed by having, you know, 
Male tackle waved in front of him. Well, they're the problem. Is it any wonder that clusters of girls want to lop off their breasts and not be tempted to succumb to the deadly romance? And, of course, she-hag Hillary has the audacity uh, to write about the loneliness of young people. And it doesn't matter who it is, whether it, whether it's today Snow White or Salon Magazine or anything out there, the left isn't, if it, anything is systemic going on right now, it's because the left is in charge of the system. They are the systemics. It's not the Moms for Liberty. It's not Prager University. It's not Fox News. When you next see some actress flaunt her young son in a dress or show off the scars left after they had her breasts removed, ask them who they voted for. That's all that needs to be said. So, you want to get out there and you want to belabor old story? Well, first of all, Disney's done. Disney's over. Disney... Disney's uh, now being accused of trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. And uh, <clears throat> this will be one of those things we used to talk about. You know, back in the back in my day, children, there used to be this show called uh, Walt Disney World. And, you know, it was a TV show. Mickey Mouse was on it. And, you know, it was a children's thing. And, it, you know, this is just like when I was playing baseball. I watched this stuff for the joy of watching it. I wasn't looking for a message. I wasn't looking for a moral course to go on with it. I just wanted to watch the fun. I wanted to see the pratfalls and the animated hoots and hollers that was going on. I wanted to see Huey, Louie, and Dewey get out there and, and get one over on Uncle Don. You know, those kind of things. That's what I was watching. I wasn't watching for a political message. But no, we got to take the children we got to go after the children. This is how they get, this is how they take over everything. Because they're trying to groom your children today into believing this is the world as it is. And if they succeed, when we're gone, they'll be there. They'll be compliant. Everything we fought for, everything we, everything we tried to conserve will be gone. And they'll be numbers, serfs. Could be depressing. If I weren't so doggone determined, I'll see you in about 22 hours. You are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.